Yeah, it's a good thing they're getting rid of that feisty cherry because, like, as Andy and I always say, like, it's too feisty. They made it too feisty. It's just not a mellow. It's not a mellow drink anymore. It's like they're trying to like rip my taste buds out. It's not a bird. It's not a plane. It's superhero slay. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great, like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slay. Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, we're looking forward to this winner's offerings in <laughs> movies and TV shows. I think, it's, I think it's just TV shows. No, one of these is... One of these I'll classify as a movie. We'll talk about later. All right. There you go. There you go. Uh, Static Shock is getting a live-action movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. His real name Static. We'll talk about this later. Um, <laughs> the Spider-Man game sequel officially gets um, the best character ever, Spider-Cat. Meow, meow. And more. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, speaking of winter offerings. Uh, we're out here on the West Coast in Southern California. We don't get anything close really to winter out here, except for like occasional rain, like maybe in February and March. Uh, so I can't remember exactly what we were watching. Maybe it was Orphan Black, and they were in like a cold area, and there was like snow falling. And I was like, "Ooh, this is making me cold." So the closest I can get to like really feeling like the season's changing is just television. Mm-hmm. So just another reason for me to sit down and watch more TV, I guess. Could you hook up your air conditioner to whatever show you're watching? So if it, like the blue, oh looks, man, it you I mean, down. if you if you can put all these like uh, color changing lights in your house, Chris, I don't see why somebody can't like hook up like what are they like little Arduino boards to your thermostat and then like program it. You just, you'd have to go through, like hire somebody on TaskRabbit to go through the next couple of things that you're going to watch that week and like tag the temperatures of the scenes. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. That's an, that's it. That's insane. But I'm sure you would do it. I would not do that. No, I don't, I don't, I I want a nice, steady, comfortable temperature when I'm watching something. I don't don't want to worry about this. We're like a couple like motion, like uh, we're like a couple motors underneath your couch away from making that uh, like a Disney ride, mm-hmm. you know, where we're syncing up the lights and the temperature. She's got to like spray some like scents and you got a whole 4DX experience well, well, hey, in your well, own house. A little, little bit of water, a little bit of spritz some water in your face there, you know, nothing, nothing uh, uh, to say, hey, get off the counter, uh, then a yeah. little water blast to the face. Yeah, you know, I know we're we're keeping a light here at the top of the show, but uh, I suppose we'll we'll keep the keep the anonymity and the doctor patient confidentiality out there. But we have a fan of the show right now that I know that has come down with uh, COVID, and you know, I just want to wish them the best. Mm-hmm. Last I heard, they were doing okay. I hope things trend that direction. So. We're pulling for you, and anybody else out there that's been uh, stricken with any sort of ailment, whether it's a trending ailment, mm-hmm. you know, or not, we, we hope you're doing yeah. good. You that step your toe, thing. feel better. Yeah, I mean, outside of a pandemic, you know, usually the fall, I feel like, isn't that when flu season is? I never know when flu season well, is supposed to be, to be honest. Yeah. I just never keep track of it. I think October, beginning of October, late September, they start offering flu shots regularly. So, gotcha. yeah. Just um, more and more reasons at this time of the year, uh, if you're in the United States, you got to be wearing a mask and you got to be voting. The two most important things that you could be doing right now. Number three is probably listening and subscribing to this podcast. Mm -hmm. So if you're doing this already, your your prereq is to wear a mask and then go vote. Well, well, then also, also leave us a review. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. If you leave, if you're already listening, you're you're halfway there. Just just go the next little step. Like, leave sorry, I can't go vote. I'm busy reviewing podcasts. You no, can, no, no, that's not okay. You <laughs> can do it if you're in line to vote. If you if you have to go wait in lines, I hear there are long lines. You can yeah. listen to us and leave us a review. That's true. Sad state of a of a country where you have yeah. to wait in a line to vote. But it, oh well. Exactly. So I mean, that's that's what's going on. I mean, we're we're at the opposite end of the spectrum, Mike. I was telling you today, it's rainy and overcast and. Very much, you know, that I feel like I'm a week away from the rain stripping all the leaves off the trees. Like, they're going to get heavy <laughs> and wet and just rip it all off, and it's going to be dreary for the rest of the year. So Yeah, that's when fall is officially over, like you said, when the last leaf drops. Yep, the, the grasshoppers come in and, and take all the food that you worked very hard all <laughs> summer to gather, right? Um, just, it's, it's hard being a bug's life. Um, so, our corn stream's a little, little small this week, but I wanted you to do yours first because mine ties into my my second little little tidbit here gotcha well mine is pretty small because uh the wife and i are still mainlining orphan black and i believe we're going to be talking about tatiana mislani if Mm -hmm. i'm saying her name correctly a little bit later in the show but man we are zooming through it i think the last week when i mentioned it on the show we had just finished season one we are like halfway through season four right now so by the time we're talking next week we're we'll be finished with it so i'll be able to give like kind of final impressions of it but you know like every tv show i'm always worried about it kind of like maybe dropping in quality especially since they talked about Dexter coming back on Showtime. Mm-hmm. We don't usually talk about Dexter or Showtime on our podcast, but I was just like, whoa, there's a show that really dipped in quality after too many seasons. But I'm sa- I'm happy to say that even into season four, Orphan Black is still holding up. They're still keeping it fresh. They're still keeping me wanting to hit play on the next episode, so that's good. But outside of Orphan Black... We watched a fun movie that my wife had never seen before, and I had only ever seen in bits and pieces on cable growing up, and that is Death Becomes Her, starring Meryl Streep, Goldie Hawn, and Bruce Willis. Uh, I believe it came out in 92, directed by Robert Zemeckis. Uh, This was just after Back to the Future Part 3, and it was a really fun watch because I was kind of putting pieces together from what I knew about the plot a little bit, Uh, And then it kind of felt like a fresh watch at the same time. So just uh, this is kind of one of those movies that I would say is kind of Halloween adjacent. I don't want to give anything too... Too, uh, I don't want to give anything too uh, close to the plot away, but the title is called Death Becomes Her, so just kind of look into that if you will. But all of the actors give uh, these great performances, and it's really fresh, refreshing to see Bruce Willis not playing like the brooding action star, or I say even maybe the cocky action star that he's basically turned his entire career into. He's just like this manic character that's never in control of anything, just running in between Goldie Hawn and Meryl Streep between this film, and it's just great. It's hilarious, and um, if you head on over to my Twitter account, I was so uh, enthralled with watching it. I put together like a, a thread of these uh, these shots that I really liked during the movie. Uh, the cinematographer that worked on the film, uh, the the movie he, that he worked on directly after this was the first Jurassic Park film. So he regularly works with Robert Zemeckis and of course Steven Spielberg with uh, Jurassic Park. So uh, there's just some really fun, clever, interesting shots in this movie. Um, you this this movie does rely on some 
some kind of early 90s special effects, which kind of hints at kind of a plot that I don't, a plot point that I don't want to reveal, but it, it still kind of holds up and it's kind of fun and a little wacky. It's all very novel. It's a, uh, I would, I would classify this as a dark comedy, as dark as like mm-hmm. comedies got in the 90s, which is still not that dark, but it's streaming on HBO, which I believe also means it's streaming on HBO Max. If I know my Venn diagrams of the AT&T corporate empire correctly. Good luck guessing those, but yeah. <laughs> so Death Becomes Her on HBO. Go watch it. It's really, really fun. Uh, it's great. Well, great it's, it's also an Academy Award winning film uh, for oh, best, be- that. best visual effects. Uh, for oh, that year. that's great. I can't believe, because I, I, um, I did a little bit of research after I watched the film and I, I'm surprised I didn't come across that. Yeah, hell, a whole and, other reason to go watch it. And the only reason I know that is um, I remember it was a couple years ago, four or five, uh, maybe six years ago, um, it was a big deal. Um, RuPaul's Drag Race had a Death Becomes Her show. Like, oh. like, like, a, like a whole show <laughs> dedicated to this movie. Oh, I've never watched Drag Race. I, I understand the concept of the show, but yeah. I should look up that episode and just watch it. Yeah. So, I mean, I, it's, it's funny you mentioned that. I mean, it's, it's like, it's, um, I, a cult classic, if you will, a huge mm-hmm. cult classic, um, in, in terms of that and, and the people who follow it. So I think that's cool. Um, the only reason I, w- I know this movie uh, more recently is, um, the person who did the music, Alan Silvestri, who did okay. all the Avenger scores. Oh, hey, hey! You found a way to weave it into the narrative yeah, of, our, of our show here. Exactly. So I mean, I mean, again, I, I mean, you know, you have people who do music all the time, right? But like, mm-hmm. you know, when you go watch, um, I'm going to talk about a movie, a movie or two I watched this week. It's on my list because, of course, but um, the the Infinity War and Endgame, and when you watch those, the first Avenger, these are three three movies I watched this week. Um, you 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 hear a score, right? Like you know the Avenger mm-hmm. score, so. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I did. Yeah. I went the other way, Mike. I went the other way. <laughs> Which way did you go? I went. I went to the eighties. Dipped my toes in Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, the only reason I did this is uh, I got a new app, Dolby Atmos sound system for my my little theater room in here. And um, for d- people who don't know, Dolby Atmos is um, a sphere of sound. And I probably mentioned it before, but like it's got speakers that rotate upwards when Atmos is is detected and add my soundtrack and bounce the sound off the ceiling to make it sound like the sounds above you. So like it goes yeah. all the way around you. Yeah. So now you actually finally have the hardware in your hands. Yeah. I believe you sent me a video of like the speakers pointing towards the heavens yeah. to deliver you the best sound possible. Yeah. So, so they was doing that. So I was looking at old movies and some movies have been updated to take, the full effect of this this Atmos sound system, or or mm. what's there's another one called True HD, um, which comes on on 4K Blu-ray. So I, I popped in my um, it wasn't actually First Avenger, it was Winter Soldier, um, and as my my test subject for all this, right? And the first scene I watched um, was uh, the um, Nick Fury uh, car chasing. Where you Ooh, you meet the Winter great. Soldier for the first time? Oh man, the Russo brothers know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, so you know he's in the car, the sound, the bullets are around it, and then I, I popped it out and I went right to Infinity War, and I took uh-huh. the scene where Thor comes into the battle on, Ooh, on Wakanda. Great. I get goosebumps when I think about that scene because I got literal goosebumps when I watched that in the yeah, theaters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that, the the soundtrack kicks into the Avengers. You get to see you know the first I guess real scene with um, Stormbreaker. And the uh, very, very um, concerned looks on um, the, uh, uh, not the Ebony Maul. Um, Outriders, right? No, well, uh, Black Dwarf and, uh, his, his name's not Black Dwarf. I think it's like Supergiant or whatever in, in there. And then the girl. Um, 
Proxima Midnight. Um, like they were like, oh, we thought we killed you literally at the in the first scene of the movie. Like they didn't expect him to be there. So um, that's really cool to hear the sound of this huge battle all around you as well. Like because you know there is you know there's you know War Machine and, and Falcon in the air and, and Thor and the, the hammers. It's really really cool. So uh, this Atmos system really played it. But Beetlejuice, I, I got I got some older 4K movies. To, to test this because those come with the Atmos system or the 7.1 and, and I was I was watching that today to to get into that and that movie those effects in that are just it's so fun it's so I don't know it's probably a better like one of the better Tim Burton movies in my book I think you're talking about you're talking about Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice right? yeah back to yeah, Beetlejuice yeah. because you know it's it's witty it's got a lot of you know actors from from the 80s like um I, I can't think I think it's the principal is it the principal from Ferris Bueller is the dad. Uh, Winona Ryder. Oh gosh, I don't know. I can't. I the, only really ever remember remember Winona Ryder and Michael Keaton, uh, um, the yeah, Michael, actors, if you will. <laughs> well, Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis are the people who owned the house and got mm. killed at the beginning. Yep, it's been a while since and, I've seen it, as you can tell. <laughs> well, well, as as I know, you, uh, your your household is a fan, huge fan of Shit's Creek, right? Um, mm-hmm. The 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 mother in that. It, she's oh, in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I can't but, think of her name, but yeah, yeah, I can't think of her name either. Because but she's also in. Nightmare Before Christmas. She's she's a Tim Burton, and you know one of those Catherine O'Hara. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. So uh, it's just fun, you know. Always think of the uh, Banana Boat song, Deo. So. <laughs> oh yeah, that got that gets stuck in every child's head. Yeah, and then just the the the, the whole thing with the miniatures. And it's it's a fun movie to watch. It's not you're not I'm not watching it for the sound, right? Like I'm not watching it for the quality, but it is fun to hear. You know, a, a larger subwoofer. And, and speakers all around you kind of encompass you, make you feel like you're in a movie theater experience. Because that's what mm-hmm. I'm missing. I'm right now missing. I'm, I'm missing that theater experience so damn much. <laughs> um, I'm about to go get me a, a jar of um, what is it? Um, jalapenos from the uh, the oh, old got the pickled jalapenos. I feel like club. you're really in the theater. <laughs> yeah, to, to bring it home to that atmosphere system. It's fun. I mean, uh, the sound systems are getting more affordable uh, day in day out. So if you're looking to bring that theater home, I would definitely recommend checking out. Um, the Atmos sound system, I got, mine got mine through Vizio, you know, not the highest in brand, but it was a brand new speaker and it was like, it just launched this week. So I was very excited about that. So, yep, that's what I got. If anyone has any suggestions on what they, they, they're like, hey, you should watch one of these more recent movies. Everyone says Star Wars. I'm like, well, Star Wars, the audio was already mixed before Atmos came out, right? So you're not really going to get anything good with that um, mm-hmm. at the end of the day. But yeah, either way. That's that's what it is. But let's jump into our our, our, our news. Let's do that. We yeah. we've been normally we drag this out for about half an hour uh, or more. But um, we got we got a little bit of news this week, and the Batman um, is going to be very very seasonally themed here um, because they have Halloween. They have extras dressed up for Halloween in this movie, Mike. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of tying into the long Halloween theme um, that, that you think. But what you notice here is these extras are dressed up for Halloween as Superman and Wonder Woman. Yeah, lots of lots of things that you can take away just from this one little shot. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, yeah, the, the first thing that I thought of was Long Halloween. I don't think it's been confirmed exactly what the plot of this film is going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, is it, you know, because if it takes place with the Long Halloween storyline that's, you know, iconic from the Batman comics, you know, that takes place over, I believe, an entire calendar year because it goes through all the holidays. So are we just seeing one of the, one mm-hmm. of the holidays right now? Possibly, but it's totally within the themes of Batman if they're going to do just one holiday I mean Halloween really fits in it right but I think the bigger point you bring up yeah this I mean this means canonically that these characters exist right I had like this weird moment 
where I was watching uh, The Boys, I, I think maybe it was the last episode, maybe the second to last episode, where, you know, all of, like, Homelander and all these other characters have comic books and toys after them, right? Um, and uh, in that world, superheroes technically didn't really start existing until, I don't remember how old that they were when the first hero was kind of publicized, but that means, like, kids, like, maybe older kids didn't grow up with superheroes, so mm-hmm. I don't know, it's just weird to imagine a world without, like, superheroes always being around, uh, but, yeah. Yeah, so Superman yeah. and Superwoman and, exists in uh, Robert Pattinson's universe. Exactly. So, well, um, yeah. So in, in this this Batman universe, where where uh, Robert Pattinson is Batman, these Superman and Wonder Woman outfits look very classic. Like this uh-huh. is old. This isn't your Gal Gadot Wonder Woman outfit, right? Like this is very much your 40s and 50s um, kind of Wonder Woman. And the Superman is very, very stripped down, very simple, very bright colors if you will. And these aren't the characters representing them. Of course, these are, these are costume people um, that they said on set that a bunch of extras in costumes showed up here. So it looks like, you know, maybe, um, you know, the, the, the versions that exist in this universe, if we ever do come across them are going to be very different than the ones we know now. Yeah. Or, I mean, there is a chance it's kind of like putting a hat on a hat on a hat, depending on what you're looking at here, but uh, it could just be a retro theme party. Possibly there's Mm -hmm. another woman off to the right that looks like she kind of has like some sort of like black, like boa around her neck. And like, she's wearing like a very kind of like emerald green dress. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there's a chance that they could be going to like a throwback Halloween party. I don't know. You'd have to set all this up in the narrative, but I think the biggest point to take away here is like Batman is not the only superhero. Hero yeah. that exists in his universe, kind of like the Nolan Batman u- trilogy. Like they, yeah. I don't think they ever hinted at another superhero in the Nolan trilogy, no. right? Right, yeah. right. Yeah, they kind of left it alone. Mm-hmm. And 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 Christopher Nolan, I believe, was a producer on Man of Steel. Um, mm-hmm. And they thought they tied together, but like these can't be the ones that we know either, because it, you know the way Zack Snyder set up his universe was like what Batman was forties or something when Superman mm-hmm. first showed up. Um, and this is year two Batman. So, like, I, I think if they do it, you know, there, there's an opportunity here to love this, the fantastical elements, as someone says here, and the things of this Batman universe without it being, you know, dark, dour, and, and as the trailer kind of said, like an emo kind of Batman, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I think, I mean, I think this is fun. Y- Look out with the look out with the the chef with the the checkered yeah. pants. He's the only other character in this that we got to look yeah. out for. He that's the villain right there. That's the Riddler. He's hiding in plain sight. Yeah. Do you think that's like the the caterer at the, the chef at the, this party they're going to? <laughs> that's what that's what I thought. But I like to imagine like no, that's just what I wanted to be for Halloween. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be the chef. You know, I put he, on the checkered pants, the apron. I'm good to go. He he he's also maybe this is like the hitman character, right? Like who, you ever play those games where you put on the outfits? Oh, Maybe he's Condiment Man. Is that DC or is that Marvel? That's DC. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, Condiment okay, Man. He's, yeah, yeah. he's in the Batman, <laughs> the Lego Batman movies. Yeah, Condiment Man confirmed. He's yeah. right there. He just needs to turn around and show his condiment bottles. Yeah, and you no, know, I think um to the left of him looks like feathers, um like yeah, maybe a Hawkman kind of thing. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was feathers or maybe depending on the angle, if it could quite possibly be like maybe a really large fur jacket, mm. but. The first thing I thought as well was feathers. So, yeah, yeah this could be old-school superhero costumes. Yeah, who knows what exists in this universe, right? They, they could throw anything at us, especially Condiment Man, because that's what we want. <laughs> we yes. want we want those, um, that, that, that guy. So, um, will this be a Reeseverse? I don't know. Just give yeah. us... Give and- us- 
Go ahead. And if you, uh, I, I actually at the beginning I wasn't sure. There's no confirmation that this was was necessarily Halloween, but I just noticed if you look on the right of the picture, there are little jack o' lantern kind of um, yeah decorations, adornments, well, and there might be a pumpkin by Superman. There, there, head there are a couple more. Um, uh, shots of this, but this was like mm-hmm. the clearest one. And they did say it was a Halloween party. So like, oh, that, okay, that's what, gotcha. this was just the because clearest I, photo we got. Cause I mean, every, every film cinematic version of Gotham just perpetually looks like it's decorated for mm-hmm. Halloween. Cause it's just a dump all the yeah. time. So yeah, especially <laughs> Tim Burton's how a uh, Batman universe. It looks like this mm-hmm. constantly in Halloween tying that back to Beetlejuice there. Right. Um, yep. who Michael Keaton went on to play Batman, man, I'm just bringing it all together today. Um, go. That's good. So yeah, so Reeves first, maybe not. Just give us the Matt Reeves cut, Mike. That's the first cut. That should be the first cut. So <laughs> yes, the we gotta wait till only. 2022, I believe now to to see that. On the flip side of that, the other movie that was taken off the schedule completely last week when we talked about it was Black Adam, the Rock's movie, mm-hmm. right? Because you got to work around his schedule. Because the Rock, he he's what the highest paid actor two years running right now. Yeah. And they're not even making movies right now. But he's the, the type of guy that's probably going to be in the top ten until we're in the grave. Yeah, pretty much always. He's, he's going to be cranking on movies. Um, but uh, The Rock was at a some sort of thing, I think, this week, and he confirms that the filming for his Black Adam, of, of his next like three movies, starts next spring in Georgia. They'll be filming it in, um, in, in the Georgia film region, so... Gotcha. Do you think there's like a dueling like warehouse bids? Because like Marvel is trying to buy up as many uh, like uh, Georgia Atlanta warehouses as they can because that's where they film all their movies. And like DC's like, no, 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 we got to make superhero movies too. We need some big ass warehouses. So I, I would just love to go visit any of those complexes because they just must look really boring from the outside, right? Because it's just all like chain link fence in these really like large buildings. Yeah, it's just like a huge warehouse. Could be a factory. Maybe they have like a um, like a smoke machine on the top floor to make it look like a factory the whole time yeah and i mean like uh, from what i've seen is like they're in wide open spaces it's not like they're in the middle of like uh like downtown atlanta so if i lived in that area at all i would just buy some really really nice high-powered binoculars and just go and find them Mm -hmm. like i would i would be peeking through those chain link fences all the time like watching like the you know the little golf cart like the costume golf cart like drive up to set like oh is that a boot sticking out i can't see it oh what kind of boot is that who can who what character that's what i'd be doing get drones man Get drones yeah, flying, flying over. I, even though, like, I'm in LA, I can't do that because there's just giant buildings and huge walls. I can't. I, I just can't. And there's no. There's no like giant building I can get on top of and like look down either. Like we're a relatively like two to three story max in like most parts of LA. So yeah. Uh, all I'm saying is, if you're a listener and you're in Atlanta, uh, get some binoculars. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, um, in in, in uh, wherever they film, uh, it was called Pinewood Atlanta, right? Because they have Pinewood over in in England as well. Uh, they renamed Pinewith to Trillith Studios. Uh, Trillith. Right. Um, so does that mean someone else bought them and renamed it? Or does that mean they're just like, you know, we want to really separate ourselves from the other Pinewood thing? I don't, I don't know what Ooh. that means, but that's I thought it was interesting. Probably something so, with taxes. It's always yeah, taxes. Taxes, taxes, taxes. Um, but yeah, Georgia Black uh, Rock filming next spring. DC likes to take about two years on their thing. So I'm guessing, what, 2024 before we get Black Adam? Maybe. Your guess is as good as anybody else's mm-hmm. at this point in time. Well, that's all I got to guess is at this point. So, The Rock filming movies. Uh, what did, Jungle Cruise has been done for a while too. I really want to see that one. That was, that was, that looks fun, right? Yeah, the mm. backside of water. <laughs> Premium video on demand, possibly in its that's future. Fine. When you were young, did you watch the Static Shock TV show? Oh, I did. I did indeed. Okay, so what do you remember about this show? I remember it had a pretty banging theme song. I don't remember exactly what it was. 
Um, and beyond that, I just, you know, it was kind of along the same veins of like any other superhero cartoon. It wasn't quite of the levels I would say of like Justice League or like Batman it didn't really intertwine with these these longer narratives as far as I can remember but I remember it being fun I think it may have aired after school yeah. I think when I got off the bus I watched Static Shock if I remember correctly Well I remember it was on um Kids WB um which if you could get that that to come in it was it was it was pretty good but I I did not know this it actually lasted 4 seasons I thought it was just like a one and done kind of show we oh. were probably busy. It, it was competing probably against Dragon Ball Z, and we were just Dragon Ball Z kids. Yeah. Well, but they didn't, it was also one of those shows that didn't have the full 22-episode seasons. Mm-hmm. So, like, here's, like, 13. I just pulled up here. 13, 11, 15, and 13. Like, very inconsistent on what they were doing here. But it is most definitely a show that looks like it, it's, like, on the on the cusp of getting out of the 90s, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, the like, the... the this thing, and I remember, I know Phil Lamar was the voice of Static um, mm-hmm. in this. So he was the voice of everything. He was yeah. uh, he was the Green Lantern in the Justice League animated series, Samurai Jack. He's he he was a, all of your childhood favorites. Oh yeah, yeah, you pick a video game, you pick it. I always, I'll never forget him from his roles, Marvin in Pulp Fiction, right? Um, oh yeah! Oh, you shot Marvin in the uh, face. You shot Marvin in the face. Uh, you went over a bump. Uh, but yeah, so Static Shock um, again is has been. A cult classic, if you will, as well for years. Uh-huh. And people, people love this. Um, you, you've got, you know, this static character, um, an African American superhero would, child. Would, you know, I would say the fan base of Static Shock would rub up against the fan base in a in a good way of Batman Beyond. I mm-hmm. feel like those two shows, those were kind of like the next-gen heroes, right? Like, when you were a kid, if you were watching, like, Justice League or Batman, you know, those were, like, kind of characters you always grew up with, but those were characters your parents also knew about, right? So, like, when Static Shock hit the stage and, like, Batman Beyond, like, your parents had no idea who those, who those characters were. So, like, it felt like they were your own. These were made just for me. So these were, like, a new trend mm. of heroes that... Well, some of them stood the test of time. Some of them didn't quite so much, but it was fun because it was new. Well, well to me, this is very like a, a pre-Miles Morales character, right? A, a, a uh-huh. young teenager who has you know lost a parent and is being given abilities and has to figure out what to do with those. Does he you know does he use them for for evil or injustice to, or to like for his own good or does he become a superhero at at the end of it? And um. It, it feels like that because it's such a young kid with with powers, right? Um, mm-hmm. And he has like the abilities. Correct me if I'm wrong. I believe electricity and magnetism. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if magnetism wasn't there. I don't quite remember, but it yeah. makes sense. The, I just know he, he wears the goggles. He looks like uh, someone who. What was that? What was a Nickelodeon show where they they were on the skateboards all the time? Oh, rocket power. <laughs> he looks like a guy on a rocket power. Like, yeah, he could cross over with rocket power at any given time, but um. Yeah, I, I think uh, so. The whole point of this thing is with, with Static Shock is that um, Michael B. Jordan, known for Black Panther and other great movies, is to produce a Static Shock movie for Warner Brothers. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan. He's like the golden actor uh, from my point of view. I feel like every time we talk about him, we're always uh, we're always bringing up this uh, supposed whiteboard over at Warner Brothers Studios that just has Michael B. Jordan in the middle of it and mm-hmm. then lines drawn off of what movie should we put him in? Yeah. What what should it, we offer him? He can do anything that he wants he, right he now. He survived Fantastic Four um, in 2015, 2016, right? Mm-hmm. So if he can survive being in that... 
He can he came, can make anything good. <laughs> came out stronger on the other side. He makes he has a lot of connections too, mm-hmm. which is important if we're talking about him in a producer uh, role because he's been in a lot of like he's been in independent stuff like Fruitvale Station. If I'm yep. getting if, unless I'm getting that confused with someone yep, else, but right. yeah, he was in that. He's been in big budget stuff. He's been all over the map. Yep. So if we're talking about him producing a movie. The, the one question I have in my head is what type of producer is Michael B. Jordan going to be, right? Because a lot of the times when you think of producers with big famous names, you think of people like Jordan Peele or you think of people like J.J. Abrams who have like who have like an established uh, career of creating things. Mm-hmm. And then basically you slap your names on stuff. Maybe you leave some notes on a script depending on how involved that you want to be. And then your basically namesake helps sells the movie, right? You don't really have to be too involved. But since Michael B. Jordan is relatively young, young as far as i know hasn't really directed or written anything uh it sounds like maybe he wants to be a creative producer here right he wants to be in at the ground floor make a name for himself with uh creating something that maybe he's not necessarily in so i like this idea that maybe he's going to be a creative producer has a unique perspective that he wants to add to the character of static shock and you know like we mentioned before he has all these connections yeah. from all these projects that he worked on. So I'm sure he can reach out to really talented people that can do this uh, movie well. So, you know, if he was a little bit older and if he had already worked on creating things before, I actually might be a little bit more worried because mm-hmm. like, oh, it's just going to be a name only. He just wants well, to get a paycheck from this. But since he's relatively green, you know, with making stuff and not being in stuff, this makes me a little bit more excited. Well, and also, you know, we, we talked um, with, with our friend of the show, Quentin Parker, right? Like he was given the 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 baby of um um rocky right of of sylvester stallone like his brainchild mm. his one movie that made him big like because you know he he had nothing else and he made the rocky franchise and he gave michael b jordan creed and creed 2 and trusted him to do it and, and those are great movies right like mm-hmm. people love those so like you know when you like he has those connections but you know it, he I, was he? I don't remember. Was he a producer on Creed as well, uh, or Creed Two at least? I mean, if he was a producer, I think that would be one of those stipulations yeah, where it just gives him a little bit more money or money on the yeah. back end, right? Especially if you see no producer in in the first film, but you see producer in the second film. I would say that was more of like a money bargaining position. But if you're hearing news out the yeah. gate. He's going to be producer. It makes me think that he is really involved and committed to telling a cool Static Shock story. Yeah, and, and at least you know he he's got you know the the history with that you know working and across you know fr- he knows what what doesn't work right. He was in Fantastic mm-hmm. Four. He knows what is amazing. He did. He was in the one billion dollar movie Black Panther. He can take those i those those things he's learned. As a, and, and apply them as a producer. Like, hey, you should not do this because it did not work for us. You know what? I, I have a feeling that there's probably maybe some sort of public statement out there for what uh, Michael B. Jordan has to say about Josh Trank, you know, who uh, who directed Fantastic Four. But I actually totally forgot that Josh Trank also did Chronicle, which mm. Michael B. Jordan was yes. in. So, like, since Michael B. Jordan has, like, kind of has this two-movie, you know, career with Josh Trank, I wonder if he's on good terms with him or not. Like, I don't, I'm not necessarily throwing out the idea that Josh Trank would be making well, a Static Shock movie uh, at all, but, you know, I'm just kind of wondering how that relationship well, is. <laughs> I th- well, I think the thing is, Josh Trank hated his, his, his vocal problems has been with the producers right the, mm-hmm. the people yeah. who who saw the final version of the of the movie rather than the actors i don't think he ever once 
came out against the actors. And also, doesn't Josh Trank like regularly dunk on himself? Like, I, I thought he tweeted something maybe within the last week or so, where we're like, "Oh, I know what bad is because yeah, he, I made Fantastic." He, he Four did, or yeah, like yes, that. he did, yeah, he did. So <laughs> I think I think he's come a long way, and I think his first project is coming out this year. That since he's been on that, but but regardless, you know, you know, having Michael B. Jordan here, um, and this. The other person who I thought, you know, when it, when it came to mind is, you know, Jamie Foxx has been very active. He made the superhero movie on Netflix, right? And I think, mm-hmm. he, you know, he was he was a lecturer in the means. I was like, if you could, it, I, I'm so glad it's not Jamie Foxx, um, because <laughs> I think he's just, he's putting out average superhero stuff rather than great superhero stuff. So that, that's mm-hmm. that's a good thing for this for this film and this, you know, this I, I, you know, I'm always biased too. And it comes to Michael B. Jordan because he was one of my first real celebrity encounters when I moved out to LA because we saw Chronicle on opening weekend in a theater in, um, in Los Angeles. And he was actually sitting in the row behind us watching the movie. And it was so funny to think about back at the time, I had no idea who Michael B. Jordan was. I knew he was in the movie because the actors were actually really cool. And they introduced the movie before it started so everyone in the theater knew that they were interspersed somewhere but Michael B. Jordan was right behind us and I just have this very vivid memory of uh, spoilers his character dies in the movie and there's like a very emotional funeral scene where the characters are at his grave and there's pictures of him as a kid around the grave you know showing oh he was young and he was loved but Michael B. Jordan is just looking at baby pictures of himself behind us and he's just laughing with his friends because to him those are his real pictures so uh, I you know I just have like a very fond memory of him so I hope this goes really really well for him yeah yeah I, I agree as well and then that it goes this way and that people finally learn that the character's name is Stan and not static shock because that is like the most annoying thing to me i'm like the show was static shock the character's name is just static so um he was also this character and just to throw it out there was supposed to be in injustice 2 as a playable character so hopefully when they make a third one they'll Ooh, i'd love to see that i'm always going to the injustice pool when i'm looking for like kind yeah. of high resolution uh renderings of characters so hopefully they come up with a pretty cool look for him. yeah they had his design done but they cut him for some reason at the last oh, moment boo. so so maybe when they do a third one that'll be cool so um yeah i think i think this is this is good news for that and hopefully you know fans of the the static shock show can can finally get what they need to to get it off their chest I didn't get to watch this. We're going to switch gears here. I didn't get to watch this yet, but Hellstrom is on Hulu, Mike. Full series. Yeah. It's out there. Hulu, Huluween in full effect. Yes, they dropped the whole thing over. I th- I believe I was going to pull it up here um, because I was going to say, I, I saw an article, the um, audience reviews for Hellstrom are um, pretty high. Um, no, that's, I mean, that's good. I mean, that kind of reinforces the idea that we brought up is the whole reason they stripped all of the Marvel branding off of it was that if there was a chance of a season two, it probably was only going to happen under Kevin Feige's watch is if it continued without any really Marvel influence connected to it at all. So, I mean, yeah, that, I mean, it's always, you want, you want good stuff to be successful and continue on. It's just always funny when it's connected to these yeah. large giant brands that are trying to make a universe, right? Yeah. And it's also, you know, again, to, to point out, you know, the, the inherent flaw in just only using Rotten Tomatoes, that it's a audience score, meaning that this percentage of people would enjoy this movie, right? Like, not like, Hey, half of this show is good. Half of it's bad. It's like the average enjoyment factor. 
for people. I mean, it look it looks like it's sitting at about a six point five on IMDb yeah. right now, and IMDb usually is always low. Like the it seems to have a really critical base over there on IMDb. So you yeah. know, if you wanted to kind of give it a bump of maybe a, of a one point, so like a, a seven point five, you know, I'd say it's relatively uh, relatively strong for yeah. just kind of like this random Hulu show. You know that maybe the, most people won't watch the the remnants of the lobotomy of the uh, the. The Marvel TV shows, but yeah, I mean, I just I mean, just to pull up here, the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes is ninety one percent. No, but audience scores uh, normally we don't always they, agree they, with. They, but they, we'll com- see how they, it goes. they clash with the the the, the critical <laughs> score, which is the critic score is thirty nine percent. So like, average those out, get about what you said, right? Like you know 60 70 so yeah i mean i'm sure you're doing the same thing i am right now uh where we're not watching the show but scrolling through the news and yeah. according to IndieWire, uh it is one of the worst marvel shows in years uh they, they forget uh, iron fist but go on yeah and uh another person saying but also the next article says won't be hard to forget so what does this even mean i don't know maybe just for the sake of science we might have to watch well, at least one episode I, just I, to see what the hell's going on with Hellstrom. I had planned to watch one. Um, I, I, I lean. I'm going to lean more into the audience so I can let go a little bit of it because you know there's nothing else mm-hmm. on right now, right? Like, we're two weeks away from 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 Mandalorian, and we'll talk about it here next. But like, I, I one episode in, I'm not really out of anything at that point, right? Like, yes. Yeah. I mean, the the sad thing is though, with a very competitive market space, even in a pandemic. If I want to watch kind of something spooky and scary, I, no one on my timelines, no one in any group chats is talking about Hellstrom, but everyone's talking about the haunting of a Blythe Manor on Netflix. So, like, if there's, like, one spooky show you have to watch, I mean, that seems to be the one. That's the one that everybody's talking about and raving about. So if you really want to be in the – if you're a person like me, you know, that usually likes to be within the zeitgeist and being able to chat with people, you know, about these things, I'm probably going to watch that over Hellstrom. Or be, you can be, be like me and not watch that because too many people are talking <laughs> about it. And you're like, it's probably overrated. Like every other show that somehow hits the zeitgeist. Um, but I'm also not watching Hellstrom to be scary. I'm like, well, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But I'll, I'm going to watch one for next week. I'll see. I'll see how this goes for sure. Because in two weeks, we now have our Friday scheduled, Mike, with the Mandalorian yeah, season dr- two. Or season two. <laughs> yes. Put a little drum roll in the microphone if you can hear it. Yeah, I just had the realization the other day. I was like... We're like halfway through October. That means the Mandalorian's almost here because I kind of had to mentally disconnect with the release date. Because yeah, I know it's technically in October, but it's like the very end, you know? Yeah. Like it's it's basically November. Yeah, pretty much. It, it, it is the a full November December schedule rather than, than anything in mm-hmm. October. But season two trailer is dropping tomorrow night, Monday uh, during Monday Night Football. So mm-hmm. we'll be able to talk about that next week, of course, because that's the inherent flaw of doing a show on a Sunday. <laughs> um, is some everything drops on Monday, so I'm excited to watch this. I've seen a teaser of it. Uh, someone had their phone and they filmed a little bit of it, the teaser. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks like um, the only thing I could pull out of it is you remember in the the first season, there's the blue guy that he's hunting in the very opening of the first episode. Yeah, vaguely. With, with he's and they're on the ice, and the creature comes through the ice and pulls tries to mm-hmm. pull the ship down. So apparently that guy comes back in this this season. So <laughs> all right, <laughs> um, I don't know if he's like another if he got free and has another like 
you know, bounty on his head or something like that. So we'll. I thought he died. No, I thought he got frozen in carbonite and like the ship blew up, or I don't really remember yeah, exactly he, what happened. He was on the Mandalorian ship. It wouldn't, it wouldn't have blown up. Yeah, but I thought he got transferred to a different ship that blew up. I don't know. No. That first episode was like literally over a year. Ago, no, so. <laughs> yeah, no. I just watched it a couple of days. Like the cut, the next scene it cuts to is him. I think getting the credits from um, uh, okay, from the guy from like getting it done. So. Um, yeah, not not too bad, not too bad at all. And then uh, apparently, according to John Favreau, season three is set to film before the end of the year. You got to imagine this show, Mandalorian, is just getting absolutely everything it wants, everything it needs, anything that any person on the show just kind of dreams about needing. Like they just they just have it. Like if somebody was just like, oh, in order to make season three on time a little bit faster, I need one of those uh, fancy sound bars that uh, Chris Dillard over at Superhero Slate ordered, and then Disney ships over an entire pallet of like a thousand of them. They're like, whatever you want. Yeah. We need this show so bad right now because all of our Marvel stuff has been delayed due to shooting Mandalorian seems to be the only thing we can just lock you guys in a warehouse and you can like crank out a season so it's just gotta like John Favreau is just like you know pick of the litter he, he mm-hmm. probably has um, Bob Chapik and um and uh, Bob, well, it's funny. I've already con- converted my brain over to the other Bob. What's the other Bob's name? The one that Iger? used to run Disney. Bob Iker. Yeah, he probably has both of those dudes on speed dial. He can call them whenever they want, and they have to wake up and do whatever John Favreau wants. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, it's it's crazy, you know. Mandalorian gets whatever it wants, which is good because I want Mandalorian every year. <laughs> yeah, I, I, some people were like, you know, this will get me to renew my subscription to Disney Plus. I'm like, are people not renewing their? their things to disney plus because i'm like i would never cancel this service i think it's i think it's got great stuff but now mm-hmm. it's gonna have even more original content you know a year later we've got that um you know season two season three already confirmed for mandalorian right so you've got next fall planned out mike but the next yeah, thing i is, mean yeah go ahead i was gonna say uh, how on earth does disney plus compete with the streaming networks like paramount plus mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah oh without more mandalorian you what, know, what, what, paramount's what's, gonna come in swinging is that what cbs is renaming itself to yeah, yeah. it's ridiculous yeah they can't come up with anything original like mm-hmm. if you're gonna go with a horrible name like paramount which nobody really has uh, emotional connection to at least come up with a cooler name than plus like at least hbo went like with a cool word like max mm-hmm. you know do like paramount um, I guess it kind of all access plus. Like, yeah, leave, leave the all access. I I will always call it CBS all access because I'm like that's not that bad. Like that's not grading to me like that. Mm-hmm. Name. Uh, what Peacock? I'm not I'm not telling people, hey, go watch it on Peacock. That's 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 weird. So <laughs> either way, but back to it. Disney Plus coming out with new content all the time. Again, WandaVision um, looks like it's set to debut this November or December now because the November release video from Disney Plus does not show WandaVision in it. So it looks like Ooh. either they're hiding it for the end of November, which I, they could be, or they're going to just drop it in December as, as one of their, there's just kind of when Mandalorian wraps up. Yeah, because here in the United States, November 26th would be Thanksgiving. Mm. And I feel like usually uh, when it comes to like media and entertainment, usually the day after Thanksgiving is somewhat significant where you might be getting drops of new stuff or you, or back in the day when movies came out, sometimes you might get a movie that comes out like on Thanksgiving Day. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I suppose there's a chance that they could be doing an advertising blitz maybe towards the end of November. But you know, if it doesn't happen to be that Friday, November 27th, the very next Friday is a different month, December. But, so well, we might see it there. The Mandalorian also released its whole schedule, and it ends. This last one is December 18th, mm-hmm. which would mean do you want a Christmas Day miracle to to watch with another movie we're going to talk about here? 
Ooh, you could, bring it on. You could have, well, you have WandaVision. I'm just saying you have WandaVision. I'm not going to go to the mm-hmm. next topic just yet. Or two down here. But, like, you know, December 25th, you know, you wake up. You, you go get your, you open your presents. You, you're drinking your, your hot chalky mic and your, and your, <laughs> your matching pajamas with your significant other. Then you sit down and you, you snuggle up and watch WandaVision. A love story, really, right? So. <laughs> Either way, we'll, we'll we'll let you know as soon as it comes out. But that's that's all we got right now. It does not look like November. Uh, she Hulk, you know, you talked about it at the top of the show, Tatiana Maslany. Um, she's now denying that she's cast in this role, um, and I think it's more of an NDA kind of thing. Yeah, some sort, maybe some sort of like contractual obligation yeah. there, because yeah, everything the news cycle with She Hulk went very unimpeded by her and her people when that yeah. news broke. Everybody was basically confirming it. So many photoshops of turning her green because that was the closest way to get her to She-Hulk out there in the world. I mean, nobody stopped it. Nobody denied it. So, yeah, it makes me think that if we're waiting this long, they might be trying to get some T's crossed and some I's dotted. But I certainly hope it's true because uh, the wife and I have fallen in love with her in Orphan Black. Uh, she she does a really good job playing all of these different characters. You after you kind of get engrossed in the show and you get really connected to it, you forget the fact that it's even a different actor. Mm. You forget that it's the same actress playing all these different people. So yeah, I really 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 want to see uh, I really want to see her on yeah. Disney Plus as She Hulk. So I hope this pushes forward. Yeah, and and again, if you don't remember, you know, there is um, the the famous denials Paul Rudd and Jason Momoa both did before they were confirmed <laughs> for their roles, right? Like they were like, no, we're not Ant-Man. No, we're not um, Aquaman. What, what are you talking about? And then literally they, they did, mm-hmm. they did cast them. So if uh, anything, it gives them another news cycle out of, out of the announcement, mm-hmm. right? You know, <laughs> they get a whole, they get a whole other day or, of people talking about it. Or, she, or she's got more um, contractual negotiation power. Every, she's like, look at all these uh, Photoshop photos of me. I need a little more money. <laughs> yeah, she deserves whatever she's asking for. To be honest, she's yeah. she's a talent for sure. Yeah, and and the show's gonna need someone to really uh, to pull it. I think I think you know mm-hmm. you get, if you get Mark Ruffalo, that's fine to you know, his cameos, but that's about all you can get out of him. Back to Christmas Day. I'm still in my mental pajamas, Mike. Here on that on that cold day, the movie Soul from Pixar is being mm-hmm. added directly to Disney Plus on Christmas Day, no extra cost, full free to watch that day. Yeah, I mean, I we I think this was what a rumor last week when we were talking about it. So yeah. it, I believe it's confirmed this week. Yeah, they they've officially said it. It's on their schedule. Um, you know, Soul it was, it was the next Pixar film. It was kind of floated around. Like you know, I saw a trailer, but then I saw nothing for months and months and mm-hmm. months. So I assume they were trying to figure out where to put it. And you know, um, on the flip side of this, there is one single, um, I guess investment operator for black widow who says they should put the movie on disney plus uh-huh. and it's just one guy not a bunch of stakeholders like the, some people were saying but like you know disney plus needs new content that isn't wandavision or the mandalorian right for kids to, to, for or, to watch. Cl- or clouds what is clouds i logged on the disney plus the last couple of days and i keep seeing this thing called clouds and it's just like this dude with an acoustic guitar and there's like a farm in the background so i don't know what that is i don't know if it's something i should be watching or if it's like for 14 year old girls that want to be serenaded it, with an acoustic guitar farmer i don't it, know no, that's that's um the kid who like it's a guy about a guy who has cancer um, oh god! Like, I'm not like, watching that. That's sad. Yeah, it was like, it's like a drama kind of thing. Like like a, one of those like was it Walk to Remember 
style. Well, yeah. So more Pixar yeah. films and less clouds, yes. whatever so, that is. So if you're going to keep your, your, your audience, you got to put something on there that kids are going to enjoy. I think Soul is a great choice. Again, we talked about some Pixar movies are wins, some are... You know, just average. Um, yeah. Well, speaking of that, I follow a lot of uh, people in the animation industry on Twitter, and it, it's a small group of people that seem to all know each other. So their opinions on different projects are pretty biased because any give any given show or movie, they probably know somebody that works on it. But I saw somebody that was within the industry that saw like an uh, like that saw an early cut of Soul. It might have even been a finished cut at this point in time since the movie what should have been out already, right? And they said it's one of the best uh, Pixar movies ever made, and I believe they may have even used the word triumph i'm trying to recall the tweet exactly so that's i mean that's at least one positive reaction you know out of you know nothing that i've seen so far so i have a feeling that it's going to be at least uh, above average we're probably not going to be getting a good dinosaur that's all i care about mm-hmm. yeah. you know as long as we're getting something yeah. at least a tier i'll be okay yeah and it's got jamie fox is the the voice one of the main voice actors in this and you know some other Famous people. It's, it seems to be a, a, song, a movie about music and singing, um, so I, I think it's fine to put it on there. I don't. I, I would honestly, if they put this on there and and its current say, I probably would not have paid for it like I did Mulan. I don't think it's got enough hype, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. um, I'm glad it's free. I'm glad they're putting something on there that we can all watch and not have to go to the theaters to 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 be in. Like so, awesome. Uh, on the flip side of that, next month, November, Disney Plus is dropping the show we've all wanted to see a sequel to, the holiday special for Star Wars. <laughs> what? But the, uh, are they Lego fans? It's like What's it's a Lego. Yeah, here? no. So this is a whole different movie. So they're doing a Lego Star Wars holiday special uh, for Disney Plus coming next month, and it takes the um, new. It, it encompasses all the characters here. Up through the new ones, and um, I'm gonna read you a little description here. So, okay. so the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special reunites Ray, Finn, Poe, Chewie, Rose, and the droids. They don't even go give them names. That's, that's bad. <laughs> For a joyous feast on Life Day. God. Oh my Day. gosh. Ray said, so, <laughs> "Go ahead." <laughs> no, I just want to say, like, I hope they're really leaning into this. Like, if they're really leaning into this idea of Life Day and the old Christmas special, if somebody oh. who really understands comedy is writing this, this could be really funny. Like, I will tell you, Lego shorts and movies are some of the funniest stuff I've ever watched. Like, right. like, like clean humor, you know, like not like, you know, robot chicken. But they are these are pretty fantastic. But Ray sets off on a new adventure with BB-8 to gain a deeper knowledge of the Force. At a mysterious Jedi temple, she's hurled into a cross-timeline adventure through beloved moments in Star Wars cinematic history. Coming into contact with Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader, Yoda, Obi-Wan, and other iconic heroes and villains from all nine Skywalker saga films. But will she make it in time? Back in time for the Life Day Feast and learn the true meaning of holiday spirit. <laughs> so I have one question for you, and then I want to comment on this poster because I think this poster is actually pretty great. Yes. So if you're familiar with this kind of um, – with these Lego shorts, if you will, these aren't like those Funko Pop shorts where all the characters are mute, right? Cor- are there voice actors yes. involved with this? Every okay. voice actor who has played a role will be back for this. All oh. the original voice actors. Uh, we've got. Um, I'll, I'll pull it up here as you kind of talk about the poster here. But like Billy D. Williams and Mark Hamill and and, and the actors are, are actually involved in this. Okay, so this is this is this is really leaning towards a premium experience. And I just want to say the thought that went into this poster. So I'll describe this poster <laughs> to you out there. So you have a very Christmas holiday red, if you will, uh, and you have a one just single severed Lego hand, severed as in it's just the Lego hand with a bow wrapped around it. And at first I was really confused, like what this doesn't make? Why is it just the Lego hand? But then it says to Luke from your father. 
father. So it's like, oh my God, that's when Luke get his arm chopped off. So that's just hilarious. So if they're leaning into just like the fun and the, the parody of Lego and Star Wars with just the poster, you know, and it's coming out November 17th, which is a relatively premium month for content, you know, whether it's movies or TV. I think this will be fun. I'm actually looking forward to this now, putting all the pieces together. You're telling me the cast is returning. You know, this is Lego. I mean, we know Lego does parody very, very well uh, with uh, the Lego movie and Lego Batman. So this is uh, this is great. This is uh, something I'm looking forward yeah, to. Yeah, and I, I, I've watched a lot of the, the Marvel ones uh, for the Lego ones because, you know, the Lego Marvel games, they did some shorts as well. And some mm-hmm. other ones, but like you know, again, just to say here, you got Kelly Marie Tran as Rose Tico, Billy D as Lando, Anthony Daniels as C three PO, including um, they couldn't get you know some of the um, original trilogy actors. They brought in the Clone Wars voice actors uh, oh. for Anakin, uh, Yoda, Qui Gon Jinn, so on and so forth. So um, yeah, I, th- I think this is, I think this is, this is fun. There's I, I've seen some images of it, but they're out of context. They don't look interesting. So. Um, I, I'm, I'm excited to check this out and next month I'm glad they're putting out November and not the end of the month um, but they're also got a I think I, I believe you can get the Lego um, Star Wars like it's it's something like a, like a build set you can buy in person as well mm-hmm. so it's got like Darth Vader and a little sweater and stuff like that so <laughs> um, yeah I, th- I think it's I think it's fun but like you know they uh, I, I want to see what they do have you ever watched the original holiday special um, uh, I've, I've just seen like, uh, I think I've technically seen all of it just within clips through YouTube, but mm-hmm. yeah, I've never sat down and watched it from beginning to end. Well, you can find it on Chris Flicks and its entirety. <laughs> um, so I'm, I think this, this season I'm going to drink as much eggnog as I can hold and, and watch it and see if I can get Ooh, through it. So eggnog, it's eggnog season mm. soon. I've got my, um, my, uh, Wally world cups from Christmas vacation. That I can, I, we have, we have those too. We have those too. Yeah. Well, we then we should we should do a um, a socially you, distant Christmas uh, party. Are yours party. weirdly large? They're huge. Because the yeah, the ones we have are really big too, and it's great because you can you know they're they're very they're premium. They feel premium. It feels like you got your money's worth. But I want the ones that are like in the movie. They're like kind of small. Mm-hmm. You know, they're kind of lightweight. They you don't need a gigantic area in your cabinet to store them. So, yeah. uh, but the ones we have are like the premium. You know, officially licensed yeah. ones. So I don't know. If, if anyone out there making bootleg uh, like Wally World cups that are accurate to the movie, I'd like that. <laughs> yeah, no, our bowl big enough to dip it in. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I agree. That that's that's what I got as well. Um, but yeah, check that out next month. Uh, that sounds sounds pretty fun. Well, speaking of Star Wars, we got some other Star Wars rumors here, Mike. I'm just gonna kind of chalk these up as rumors from from through the grapevine. Is that the Star Wars the Bad Batch spinoff series from the Clone Wars? Mm-hmm. Um, will um, release in March and April. They're shooting for a March April uh, for that well, show. Yeah, I mean that's the that's the benefit of animated stuff. You get a chance to keep on working on it. I mean, we're talking about another animated project uh, with Star Wars uh, here in a second. Um, it does make me wonder how much animation green light that's been happening this year is due to the circumstances of COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's great that we're getting more animated Star Wars because, sadly, as I always say uh, on this show recently, I'm still slowly working my way through the Clone Wars. But of course, I'm liking everything that I'm watching. So there's there's nothing wrong with saving bring it uh from my point of view but it's it's great it's all really good stuff so i want to see more of it so uh, if yeah. covid is the reason we're getting more i that's one positive thing yeah. from a pandemic i guess yeah yeah and, and, and a couple tests as well that come back positive but that's that's different but oh, <laughs> i know oh, it's bad Chris. but what i'm saying is so the bad batch if it comes out in march april is one year from 
season seven when it debuted, uh, which was, I think, okay. I think February, March range. So, you know, that sounds about par for the course, right? Like they would want a year between quote unquote seasons. Um, so sounds good. And they, they say it's the same quality animation as the clone wars. So, um, I didn't Great. expect any less really. Yeah. <laughs> They've got the models. So just roll with it. So I'm excited to see where that goes. Again, I said the bad, I, I said the bad batch are some of my favorite episodes of that season um, without spoilers. So, um, Hopefully you get there soon enough, Mike, you can catch up with that. Yeah. On the flip side, the sequel to Star Wars The Clone Wars was Star Wars Rebels, which took place um, in the the weird portion before A New Hope, and uh, I think it even like tied into, um, what was it, um, Rogue, Rogue One? One? Yep, yeah. a little bit. So the sequel to this Star Wars Rebels series is apparently an animated series, not a CG series. Oh, okay. Uh, um, and it will feature the characters Ahsoka Tano and Sabine Wren. Uh, who are the main characters of that um, show? And the season one apparently is complete already. Um, at least maybe oh. animated style or, or voice. One of the two could be. And they're looking to maybe do this next summer. So this is very interesting because outside of um, the the CG animated stuff, really we've only seen two other styles for Star Wars. You know, this is barring you know the the what the the original introduction of Boba Fett in the in the Star Wars mm-hmm. Christmas special, which was uh, animated. But we have uh, Gendy Kartakovsky's version of the Clone Wars, which is kind of very much in his style. You know, think Samurai Jack. And then outside of that, what we've kind of just had like kid friends stuff right that's been kind of 2d animated well, if i remember right well they did stuff with like ray i believe that well, was 2d there was well there, there's those like one-off sport shorts they kind of did there that were like yeah but there's also resistance um which was that kind of cell shaded like 2d 3d but, animation you remember that one? but that yeah that was the one that was supposed to take place just before episode seven right uh, um but between the, seven and eight it was about it was like by it was like a the flight kind of flight academy thing. I just remember yep. the trailer with like the ships flying around. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and was it Poe is in it right? The first episode yep. or the first something he, like that. He's in there somewhere. Yeah, it, it had two seasons. So, but that CG is what you're saying, right? But right, that yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that's not quote unquote animated as I'm being told through this rumor. Mm-hmm. So, um, I you know, anim- I mean, that would be, uh, I mean, they they do experiment with the art styles, but right, like you said, other than the, the Attack of the Clones, um or whatever the clone wars season one and two uh-huh. they've not really gone back to the the 2d animation for yeah for i mean stuff that's in the canon i would when i see this i would look this look at this as a as a way to maybe move forward right i highly doubt star wars would fracture into many different animated styles to tell stories right you know mm-hmm. if they're being really consistent with this uh 3d cg style uh, it seems like once they go 2D, they might try to find something that they want to stick with. So the really cool thing about this is even 2D animated stuff can really uh, can really change the look of Star Wars moving forward, right? Like if you look at that Gendy Kartakovsky uh, original Clone Wars animated show, a lot of those designs really influenced uh, the CG stuff that we see now. So yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing the first screenshots of this. Yeah, yeah I am as well. And, and that's the thing is, you know, other than the bad batch which could be like a one-off kind of thing right um mm-hmm. you know it could be a single season could be a couple seasons whatever because it technically it's just an extension of the clone wars this could be what they do going forward for star wars shows um and, and like mm-hmm. i know what the high republic is going on in the comic books and the regular books so if they want to go back and tell those old stories they don't need to create the they don't need to use the clone wars they can do the 2d animated stuff if they really wanted to mm-hmm. and crank those out pretty quick um you know i think there's what less render time for those hopefully so 
not knock on wood. Yeah. So well, if we see it, I'll show you, Mike, and we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. The big, the big uh, cat in the room, if you will, here is. All right, Chris, hold on, hold on. I gotta sit up the confetti cannons. Yeah. I got some pyrotechnics I need to go off here. Let me get, let so, me get some sort of a high-profile celebrity to introduce yeah. it. Let, let's filter in the crowd. Everybody's really excited for this. This is the biggest news yeah. of the week, and I think everybody's really excited to hear this. Yeah. So, um, thank God that Miles Morales, the Spider-Man sequel game coming out, is on PlayStation Four, not just Five, for Mike's sake here. Yes. Um, because they revealed this week some... I, I didn't know this was a month away. Gameplay footage from the upcoming game showing um, some boss fights, but also the introduction of a, the most crucial character of, the, of this <laughs> whole game, Spider-Cat. A bodega yeah! cat, if you will, Mike. A bodega cat. If you follow me on Twitter, one of my favorite Twitter accounts is just called Bodega Cats, where you just get pictures of cats that live in bodegas because it's the perfect environment for them. Plenty of places for them to lay down on top of things that you need access to because mm. that's what house cats are the best at is keeping you from the things that you need. And they're just like super cute and they can just live in a little store and you can just trust them to not run away when the door opens up. But uh, it's coming to a Spider-Man yes. game and it's so cool. Like it looks like according to the video that you can get our show notes here it seems like it's going to be a mission and once you complete the mission it's almost like you get a costume that has a backpack and a cat in it and the cat fights he jumps out and he like attacks your villains and it looks like it's going to be like totally novel and totally fun i'm so excited where's a little spider man yeah because you're missing the key point here that this cat's identity is safe to the world because he is wearing a spider-man mask when he's in your backpack with you if i remember right the cat's name the owner gave it is spider-man like that is the cat's name spider-man yes so it is spider-man and it looks like it looks the way this video is cut very um hard there are hard cuts in this so i don't i think you do there's a mission where you get this backpack and then you save the cat and then i don't know if it's a meat it doesn't look like it's immediately by the way it's cut but like later you will get this backpack and the cat will help you finish off enemies when you're doing finishers off them they'll come out of your backpack and he'll swipe at their face it looks <laughs> Amazing. As as a cat owner, as 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 a cat father, Mike, I have three <laughs> young cats myself. I was very very happy to see this, and it's not like it's not changing the the narrative of Spider. And this isn't breaking anything. This is fun. This is yeah, so fun. It's just a great time. It uh, it, it inspired me because I uh, you know when I was making the uh, promotional image for this week's episode, I was just like I was scrubbing through the footage, and you never really get a really awesome, great kind of clear picture of the cat. The camera's always moving, or he's in action. So I was just like, hey, orange cat, who's the most famous orange cat out there in the world? Garfield. Mm-hmm. So if you check out the image for this week, you can see Garfield. I had transformed him into Spider Cat, yeah. and then I went the extra mile and I drew Miles Morales. The, the extra in the, miles, in the Garfield. Yes, I drew him in the Garfield style. So if that's something you ever thought you needed to see, uh, I guess you can check out our uh, our featured image for this week's episode. Oh. But I'm so excited. I was a little facetious when I said uh, Game of the Year confirmed with Spider-Cat. But I mean, come on. I mean, uh, was I don't know if Spider-Man technically was Game of the Year but, when it came out. Man, I don't, uh, I don't know mean, how to um, determine if uh, something gets a Game of the Year ever. Because yeah, um, I feel like... I feel like everything gets a game of the year edition, whether it won that award or not. But I mean, I think it's safe to say that critics loved, beloved yeah. the very first Spider-Man uh, game. And hopefully it, they get to iterate and remove any tedious stealth missions that don't add to the fun of the game with a Spider-Man yeah. Miles Morales. They took out the stealth missions and hopefully they're just adding cat missions and they are, they're knocking it out of the park. Everything looks great. I'm so happy. Uh, I got, I am so, I'm so happy, Chris. <laughs> I, I know you are. And, and again, this coming to, to 
to PlayStation 4 as well as 5. So, you know, you get to partake in that without having to upgrade your console. Yes. Uh, I'm just looking at the game of the year according to um, South by Southwest Gaming Awards was Sekiro. Um, so. Yeah, I thought it was. I couldn't remember. I thought, I couldn't remember the calendar years if those lined up with the years that they they came out uh if i had to give any criticism because you know we like to we like to talk about the full gamut of news here the cat looks a little weird to me uh-huh. like it, the model of the cat seems a little off i don't know if they're trying to it, go with a stylized it, cat but the animations seem a little weird i don't know if they just have to have a move that way just so the the combat works it, but it gives it, them a personality a i'll tell you it does, yeah. that's not how a cat works it kind of a little it's not fully anthropomorphized but it's like this cat knows what it's doing is understanding stuff but you know in a world where you know you're <laughs> Yeah, who knows? Maybe maybe we're just looking at some alpha beta animations here. But yeah, if I had to be fair with my criticism, it it sounds a little off with the cat, but it looks fun, which is the most important bit. Yeah, I believe God of War won Game of the Year. The the year Spider-Man came out, but there was probably, it probably won something like Best Superhero Game that year, and and that that made it Game of the Year, right? Yeah. Maybe there's like technicalities, right? Like game of the year, Sony console exclusive, right? Or yeah. game of the year, like Xbox exclusive. Yeah, there, like there's that. something out there where it's probably because I, I think the game of the year version came out that had the all three DLC. All DLCs yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, but yeah, so if you're looking to pick up Spider Man, do that. Also, the gameplay, the regular gameplay looks pretty cool too. Um, it looks like, you know, again, they're reusing models from the other one. That's fine. It's the same world, whatever. Um, but it looks like there's a larger rhino level uh, where you fight him as a boss. Um, a little, yeah, little if we, yeah, I guess we should talk about that just really briefly. Like the news coming out is that uh, next gen PS5 games are going to be ten dollars more expensive, right? Like seventy bucks, I believe, is mm-hmm. the price point that they've been kind of pinning down. Games right now are sixty dollars, but this has a fifty dollar <laughs> price tag, which is basically leading me to we're not going to quite get a short DLC story experience, but I don't think we're gonna get really the full like story experience that we got in the original spider-man game probably maybe somewhere in between it seems like you will have a little bit shorter of a campaign to play based on that 50 dollars price tag in my mind and i lean the other way i think it could be the same length because there is all the extra side missions you do right that, that kind of fill in that time but like at the same time other than the tinker so far right um these are all the same. Mo- this is the same assets they've been using on the last game. Like, mm-hmm. here's a new Spider-Man suit. It just so happens that he's now Miles. Like, that's all I feel they're adding to it, and maybe that's why they can reduce the cost. Like, look, we can make a good story, but we're not rebuilding the assets from the ground yeah. up. That's the that's the seventy dollar version you got to buy, which apparently comes with the original Spider-Man remastered, but you only get it digitally if you buy it. It's very confusing. I tried to follow it earlier yeah. today. Well, well, we'll have answers sooner or later. The yeah. game comes out pretty soon, and yep. we'll be clocking. Somebody will clock the campaign pretty quickly. You know, yeah. Somebody's going to sit down. I mean, I, I know somebody personally that played the entirety of Last of Us Part Two in one sitting, which is insane, but they did it. So I'm sure yeah. somebody will do the same with Spider-Man. Yeah, I, 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 It'll probably be you. <laughs> well, no, see, it's hard because that comes out when the new Xbox comes out too. So I've got to really, really watch my my time spent on this. So I, I'm excited yeah. to play it. I mean, I cranked through that first one really fat that first week. It was so fun. Um, I've got a PlayStation, a Spider-Man exclusive PlayStation, right? The PS4 pro is Spider-Man for me. So this mm-hmm. is very, very important to me. What I would love them to do, Mike. And then this is going to be the last thing is add a VR mode to this. 
Ooh, like yeah. your first person swinging through the like you don't have to fight anybody, but let me swing through the city, you know, Ooh. with my controller and and do um, first person VR because that game is highly detailed. So yes, um, it, I think it looks good. But Spider Cat gameplay with Rhino, all this stuff, check it out in our show notes. Lastly, Furiosa, the sequel, prequel spinoff to Mad Max. It's a prequel. Is now in works at Warner Brothers with George Miller returning. Um, they've cast Anya Taylor-Joy, uh, who played Magic in New Mutants, and to star alongside Chris Hemsworth, who plays Thor. Mm, um, I wonder if... Uh, is Chris Hemsworth? Because I'm not super familiar with the lore of Mad Max over the, the many movies he's been in, but uh, Mad Max was... He was just kind of like almost a side character uh, or a mute, if you will, in um, yeah. in uh, Fury Road. So he, I wonder if Chris Hemsworth is going to play a similar character. Well, so so my understanding is the prequel to this, the, the those characters did not meet Mad Max until much later. So I don't think he is is that character. He could be a good guy. He could be a bad guy. I mean, oh yeah, I guess he could be a bad. The, he should be a bad guy, right? Yeah, we're so used to him being a hero. I'd like to see him be a bad guy. Yeah, I agree. Well, and, and that was the other thing is that they said you know he's in a mysterious role. Um, mm. And I, I can't think of the, the guy who played um, Doctor Manhattan in the Watchmen TV show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I cannot pronounce his about. name to save my life, and I would just butcher. He was uh, also Black Manta in Aquaman. He is also mm-hmm. in this movie. Is another mysterious role. So um, we'll we'll announce those whenever they come. Those are great actors, right? Like I like both of them. So or all of them. I, I don't need Taylor. Is she a good? She what was she in um, before? Like, was it Split? Um. Um. Yeah, she wasn't Split. She was. Was she? She wasn't the main girl yeah, in Split. She was. was she, she was the main girl in Split. Um. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. She wasn't the main girl in Glass. Um. But but she wasn't Split with uh, with uh, what's his name? Um, Professor X. Uh, James McAvoy. So I, I think mm. these are great actors. I think this is great. I think you know people. I think Fury Road's a little overrated. People are going to shoot me for this. Um, I think it's a good movie. <laughs> I think it's great. I just don't think it's the best movie of that year. But um, I'm actually going to. It's going to be one of the movies I give my Atmos thing a try because I've heard that you have to experience the film and the sound as well mm. as, as the thing. So there you go. That's a good. That's a good one to watch. Yeah. So um, what what did they do? Was it like a a Chrome version as well, where they black and whited the whole thing? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, the professional black and white version. Yeah, right. Like, they didn't just, just add a, a filter and, like, all right, it's black and white. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I think this is cool. I mean, it'd be, it'd be fun to watch. And George Miller's up there. He's, like, 80-something maybe, 90, is he? Yeah, I mean, that, I mean – I mean, that's what, you know, to get a little hoity to get a little hoity toity. I mean, that's the kind of the one of the great things about, quote unquote, the arts, Uh Uh, you know, depending on uh, if your ego is self-inflated or not, which I'm sure happens a lot in Hollywood. You only get better at what you do when it comes to when it comes to arts. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. you just get more um, you just get more introspective. You just get more uh, you get more experience. He was signed up to do that Justice League uh, Mortal film. Remember in the the early 2000s with all like the. Yeah. yeah, so they were like a, a day away from filming before that thing whole fell apart. But um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm kind of looking here. You know, he he's got an eclectic. He doesn't do a lot of movies, right? He's not doing one every year, every couple of years. Um, I'm gonna tell you, he is um other than Mad Max uh, one, two, three, and four, he is known for the writer of the movie Babe. <laughs> yeah, Babe and Happy Feet, right? Babe, yeah, both Babes and Happy Feet. Um, and Happy both Happy Feet. So. This guy has got, and then the movie they made us watch in science class growing up, Lorenzo's Oil. I don't know if you ever 
Well, I don't. I've never seen that actually. Okay, well, it's got um, Nick Nolte in it. Um, before he went all crazy, so science class. Why are you watching that in science class? Because What's, it, what happens in that movie? It, it, <laughs> it's about um, this this kid has some sort of disease, um, and they the the parents are like science trying to find a, a cure for it. Um, so it was like uh, about you know we watched we watched October Sky in my science class. That was our science movie. Uh, so every, that's why everybody loves uh, <laughs> um, uh, oh, his name's on Jake Gyllenhaal. That's why everyone loves him uh, in my generation. Yeah. Well, there we go. My graduating class. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, I, I think I think this is this is fair. I mean, this is good good for him being able to you know continue his his little franchise he's made and. And do it without Mel Gibson, really. That's, that's all. <laughs> yes, please. Chalk that up as a win here. We didn't talk about it last we, week, but he's got that Fat Man movie coming out. Yeah, it yeah. It looks I, it, I, more entertaining just, than it should be, damn it. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm really frustrated because it's such a crazy, wacky concept, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, man, Santa Claus and somebody and... Uh, uh, Wally Goggins. And the, and yeah, Walton Goggins. I love that guy. Goggins going after Santa Claus. I mean, on paper, it sounds amazing, <laughs> but it's just like... I am not gonna get. I'm not gonna uncancel uh, Mel Gibson. Mm-hmm. He he deserves all the crap that he gets. I just don't understand well, how he keeps getting. I mean, uh, he used to be uh, he used to be top tier. Now he's doing kind of like goofy stuff with Santa. So huh? I guess maybe he's well, getting what he deserves. He, but what did he do? Was he he was in Daddy's Home one and two, wasn't he as well over the yeah, past ten years? I guess he he's trying to rehab his image. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm not falling for it. You're not getting my money, Mel Gibson. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh. That reminds me. It's not in my notes. I want to talk about. Did you see the trailer for Nick Cage's Jujitsu? Yeah. No, I didn't. It came out today. He, <laughs> Tony Jaws in it. Even the, every five years, a, a portal opens up on Earth and an alien comes through, and they have to fight him in Jujitsu and beat him to keep the Whoa. Earth safe. It <laughs> kind of sounds like a plot to Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> it, it. Yeah, I mean it. Uh, I gotta see in this trailer. We'll, we'll talk about it next week. But I was like, I watched it. I'm like, I want to put this in the show notes. And I watched. It, I'm like, quick, oh god. Quick question: Does the alien look humanoid, or does he have to like punch something it, with tentacles? No, no, he you know? he's a humanoid alien. It reminds me of Predator, but instead of doing it through like jungle warfare, they're doing it through wire jujitsu, like hidden wire jujitsu. <laughs> okay. The last line wow. is, uh, he's like, oh. Nick Cage's like, oh, I can fly too, and he like flips like twin times in the air before he lands. I'm like, what? oh my gosh! Oh god, I got, I, I got to show this to the wife. I got, I got to watch it. I'll send this to you. I need your reactions right. after this show, but um, we'll, right. we'll, if you like it enough, we'll talk about it next week. But I think if you guys want some entertaining, go watch Jujitsu with Nick Cage coming out later Ooh, this Jiu-Jitsu. year. Jujitsu. So, all right, well, that's our show this week. I'm gonna go upstairs. It's evening time here. I'm gonna eat me some chili. Call it an evening. Um, chili. Yeah, exactly. So, Mike, if people know what you're up to, what you're doing, where can they find you at? They can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter. And you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Uh, you can check out that Death Becomes Her Twitter thread that I made over on my Twitter account as well. Uh, Chris, if people want to catch up with you, see what sound dome mm-hmm. you're currently living in, where can they find you that? You can find me on Instagram, uh, Valdan87, or Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N. Send me your recommendations or recent movies you'd want me to watch in here. Please stop sending me John Wick 3, though. If I have one more person say, watch John Wick 3 with your sound system, I'm going to leave I it. wasn't being facetious. Pirates of the Caribbean 1, man. You got it, cannons going off, muskets. If, uh, it, you got swords clanging. You got an awesome here. score underneath well, all that. And that is on the list of Atmos, Atmos films, isn't it? So we know it has been, been mixed for Atmos. Um, yes. Because you can also, Disney Plus has that in it if, if you have that. So, all right. I'll put Pirates on the thing to do this week, Mike. Um, yes. And I feel it's kind of a Halloween-y movie. 
It's got skeletons. Yeah, yeah, it aligns. Yeah. People go as pirates for Halloween. That, that checks out. That checks out. Yeah. Um, if people want to know uh, where they can uh, listen to more of us, leave us those reviews or, you know, hang out and share with friends. Where can they do that at? Well, all you have to do is visit SuperheroSlate.com. That's the best place to get our show notes and to find where we host the podcast. As of right now, we're on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, and many other locations because we use Podbean, which puts it wherever we want to put it. Mm -hmm. So let us know if you're using anything weird to listen to the podcast where you can't find us, and I'm sure we can get it listed there. Uh, You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and the Gram, uh, and you can get swag at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. We love hearing from you. We want you to reach out. Let us know how how you're doing if you just need if you just need us to send you good vibes reach out and we'll send you good vibes and uh we love our super fans of the show mm-hmm. and if you want to be a super fan all you got to do is share the show with a friend share the show with a buddy uh and then you absolutely must wear a mask and then go vote that is the best way to be a super fan Easy. of the show yes and uh stay happy stay healthy and uh we'll be here every week folks yep we'll see you guys next week all right bye Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. That real, that real peak fall, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's half the leaves are still on the trees. Sun's clear. It could be cold, but it's not. Um,